Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Oh. Hey, look who's here. Oh, just the light is quite bright. Um, it puts me off though when I can see myself when I'm talking, like doing the intro. I'm going to have to like uh, look at the floor or something. I'm an ego maniac. I love my voice and I can't stop looking at myself whenever I'm on a, on a screen. Hello and welcome back to just another football podcast. Back again. Ali's back again. Yes. And that can only mean one thing. It means the weather's terrible. Ali, can we have oh, a weather yeah. report from you this week? Uh, actually, quite gloomy and, uh, and drizzly. Is it raining? It, it rained yesterday hard. We had like a, a proper thunderstorm. Um, what about today? And then today it was a bit of drizzle here and there. Okay. Uh, I had a, a few uh, sessions coaching, which we had to move inside because um, of the, uh, not the, because of the weather conditions, but because the ground was so soaking wet. You know, you um, sound like not being able to play in the rain. You sound like Ty on Arsenal Fan TV. Ty, <laughs> oh, God. When he blamed the rain as a contributing factor towards Arsenal's two undefeated Watford. A safety hazard. Is, um, it's a safety hazard. It is because we, we do coach really young children who, um, if they struggle with ball, the use of their legs. Uh, it, well, that's, that's a start. And then if they, if they slip on the ball, you know, it could have real consequences. Um, but yeah, uh, it, was, it was fun, though. Uh, today and but there was there was one thing that happened on Saturday. Uh, I was coaching in a location where the uh, probability of rain was two percent, and it rained on us during the session. And we actually com- completed the session that day. Where are um, you getting your weather reports from? Two percent, and it's wrong. Weather dot com. It's weather dot com. Like there's the, the there's nothing com. more reliable. I don't know. Like even even Google had it like two percent. But anyway, strange weather this week. Very strange. Mm, clearly, and that's your weather report. Thank you for this week's weather report. Fergal is also here. Hello. Uh, yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. I'm just sorry. I'm in taking it there. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, he no, was actually. The, I, like, I, I'm just imagining like whenever you know there's a bit of rain happens in America, there's just sirens that come off. You get a text message. Get inside. The <laughs> rain is here. Like, there's a lot of rain that happens in America, and I don't want the listeners. The, to, the fact to that get it's that some news, sort of achievement there, there is... to complete a, tra- a training session in the rain is is, uh, is 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 baffling to me, coming from a very rainy place like Ireland. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah no, I so. it's a foreign concept. Um, yeah, yeah, that is one well, I struggled to get my head around. Ali, I got to be honest, and it's not the only thing I struggled to get my head around this weekend. There's some strange results uh, going on, not least at uh, Old Trafford, where Liverpool oh, won 5 Beautiful. Ali's already smiling. We'll come to that in a minute, Ali. Just hold your horses, son. Go on. Um, but first, I just wanted to say, I mean, Paul Scholes must be a relieved man at that. Hey. Not just because he predicted it, but because... He is only the second most disgraceful thing in Manchester oh. after his antics emerged over the weekend. I mean, what on earth was he doing? Oh, I, I have no idea. I, 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 I'm I, not have, a, I have a theory comment. that, that Oli knew that the heat was coming, the pressure was on, so he's gone into the X United group chat and he's gone, lads, can, can someone put something out just to take a bit of the pressure off me? The, you know, Ryan Giggs was straight in there. They go, no, 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 Ryan, Ryan, don't, don't worry about anything. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and then the scores is coming. I'll tell you what I'll do. That, that, that was my theory. Um, 
I, I hope that's the theory because then the other side of it is that Paul Scholes is an absolute wrong and and the the little comments on his daughter's Instagram posts. Oh, well are, mate, the, have that, you that, seen that one, well? That's what makes it ten times worse. The the two combined, like the 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 foot thing, very weird. But maybe there's some sort of weird reason. But the, that along with the comments. Yeah, and then the fact bit. that it's so contrasting to his actual personality that we see, it just seems like so, so weird. I, so, I um, tend to think what that man's getting up to behind closed doors. He's, yeah, yeah. he's seriously disturbing. Um, yeah, I mean, your theory about put something out, lads. I mean, crikey. It, uh, yeah. Well, when you see the way they played on Sunday, certainly he certainly saw it coming, Skulls. And to be fair, so did Ollie, if, if, if what you're saying is true. I mean, Christ. What an awful display it was from Manchester United. Um, oh, I love it. I, I bet you love it, Ali. I mean, crikey, look, we'll start with you because you're so keen to, to jump in here. Um, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Just sort of describe the experience, I suppose, because th- there's winning over a rival, which obviously I experienced this this season with Arsenal, and even that we went 3-0 up in, you know, half an hour. But winning 5-0 at Old Trafford... Yeah. <laughs> That's something you're probably not going to see again in your lifetime, right? Uh, it's very unprecedented, especially when you consider Liverpool actually don't have the best record there, given their dominance mm-hmm. over Man United, you know, in terms of league position in the last few seasons. I know they finished better than last season, but generally been better performing. And it's a place they've found tricky to go to, but wow, what a performance. It, it went to 4-0 and I just started laughing. I stopped celebrating goals and then it went to 60 minutes and we're five nil up and the, the games just, you don't remember what happened from the 80th minute on or from like the 60th minute on almost. It's a bit of a training session. Yeah. It's just done. But uh, first of all, like just to get this out of the way, uh, credit to the Man United fans who stayed in the ground and, uh, and kind of kept on chanting. It reminded me of when we lost five nil to Man City. A few seasons back, seventeen, eighteen, and our away end um, kept like singing "You'll Never Walk Alone" towards the end. Uh, that's the kind of thing that you know. I I just like people treating it as a sport, and you know, strange days like that will happen, and you just keep on chanting. That's that's real credit to the fans. Um, but yeah, what was your question? <laughs> question was sort of how you took it in, mate. But you've you've pretty much described it to me there. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. breaking it down like from a kind of tactical perspective, I, mm-hmm. I am absolutely staggered, staggered that Man United approached the, the game the way they did. I, I really am surprised. It almost feels like there was kind of this this onus on them before the game. They must have thought there was an onus on them before the game. And mm-hmm. Oli kind of reflected that in his pre-match interview where he sort of said, this is Old Trafford, you know, the mm-hmm. fans are going to get behind it and we need to take the game to them. There's taking the game to them and there's just being completely naive and, and ultimately trying to do something, firstly, that you don't do. And secondly, against the opposition you're playing against, you can just kill you in transition with, you know, two, three quick passes, which is exactly what they do within five minutes. You know, it's one thing Liverpool trying to press and win the ball high when ultimately you're looking at something that's been a philosophy in place for two, three, four years. Man United haven't even done it for two, three, four training sessions, right? They do not press high. They're not a high-pressing team. Yeah, they and, and just decided uh, in a random game, uh, I think it was... just sporadic. What? It was off Atalanta? the cuff. So they just start pressing. It's really yeah. strange. And yeah. that was 
the difference between a team, two high quality teams, one that is extremely well coached and one that is on the other end of the scale. And 100%. The the problem with first of all the lineup is that Ole had four attacking players. It was a 4-2-4, four, four, a front four, including Bruno Fernandes, who essentially played as a striker next to Ronaldo and had an early chance. And listen, if that Bruno Fernandes, if he controls the ball better and, and keeps his composure early on in the game, it might be a very different story. Mm. But at the same time, we had three, to, three almost carbon copy goals. You know, someone presses really high up and that leads to just a domino effect of pressing that frees up Mo Salah's side. And Mo Salah just gets it to was score, just, you know it gets was to like, score it was, a hat-trick. <laughs> it's, it was like it, it all dominoes. The same way. Like all fo- they all fall one by exactly. one. It was like late, like to press, late to the press, late to the press. And then, as you said, like they all get sucked over. And he's through one-on-one within five minutes. That can't happen. And and just to reference, I, I watched James Alcott's video on this. I you know, yeah. heavily recommend it. And he said the Absolutely. one thing that was completely unacceptable from Man United in a first half, Old Trafford, in a big game, Liverpool created five big chances and obviously yep. scored, what, four of them. That is totally unacceptable. You know, when you're playing any sort of decent team, and, and don't get me wrong, like this has been in the post. This has been coming for weeks. Like, not just skulls. Anyone who watched Man United will tell you that. They, I think they're all horrendous. Yeah, the second one particularly, though, like yeah, it was it was comedic. Like it, it was just, yeah, that's the word. Yeah, yeah. Really what, what's Luke? What's Luke Shaw playing at? Don't know, him you're, and Maguire. You're, the, Mo Salah's on your side, and you are pressing Harry Maguire. Literally, like you're, you. He pressed Harry Maguire, won the ball back off him, and it just breaks. It, it was it was shocking. It was absolutely shocking. And uh, to be honest with you, like. That, that I was going to, you know, I suppose them getting a red card, like obviously they're not going to score on that, but they, maybe they're lucky they got a red card because Liverpool after that just decided to take it as a kind of a training game and pass the ball around for half an hour. Because Oh, can I just say, Cristiano Ronaldo and Harry Maguire there. should have been sent off earlier. Yeah, I, I, there was another one, Fernandez as well. He, he put in a chat. I didn't even clock it live, but he put one on. Uh, I think it was on Curtis Jones, studs up. I mean, they could have easily been down to... Nine, even eight men. I mean, I was telling my dad they could have just went home, like the having too many players sent off, and uh, like, you yeah, know, if you forfeited the game three you know. Yeah, it, it was it... bizarre. It was absolutely bizarre, and totally lost their heads. Uh, yeah, uh, total lost their hat, their heads. I feel like the first goal, when the first goal went in, they just completely lost everything. They, they because it came, it went so easily. There was just. A sense of bafflement of how easy it was for Nabucada to be just completely free down that side, that they were just completely rattled. And when when a manager has that high low, uh, and let, let's start boring talk about Ole uh, Golasoshai's future and whether or not he should have a job at Man United, which I don't think he he should. Um, and sorry to bring such a cliche topic, but surely, <laughs> like this this defeat merits action. Yeah, you know, it, there's there's not, you can't be at that level and just say, not say quietly, pressing. Say quietly, we want to keep him in the job. Mm, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's yeah, I I would, uh, and and the news that came out today is that he's gonna be, uh, uh, well, Fabrizio Romano said it anyway. Uh, so he's being charged most of the time. He's like, so he's gonna be charged against Spurs and gonna be great. The coach for it, 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 for the long term. It's great for me, which is Pearl, lovely, you know. 
it just couldn't be better because they're playing Spurs. Everyone wants Spurs to lose. And then it keeps Oli in the job. It just couldn't be a better situation to find yourself in going into <laughs> next week. Yeah. I um yeah, unlike Ollie's situation, like I think I think like he definitely isn't good enough to, to take them on to the next level, but it's sort of like, like similar to Lampard, like he should be credited with what he has done. I think he's a, he's proven to be yeah. a good manager, just not elite to be able to like uh, win a league title. And that is that is very few coaches that do that. Um and you know like to 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 make it such a, a positive atmosphere again and like just it just like before it was like completely disorganized and it still is to some extent above 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 him and you jobs can see that him. with like the, the job's the, outgrown him it, it, do you yeah. know what it is when he ca- you, you've got the to look moment at Ronaldo it. arrived it did outgrow but he's he's brought back the ambition like before their ambition would have been to to finish top four, and now he's in, gotten to the stage where, where they're like, we want, where, where they're, they're, they they want to be challenging. And I like, disagree. So... I disagree. I think the the ambition was to try to get back into the top four. Well, yeah, they they achieved that, but then the ambition when Ronaldo arrived, the trigger of Ronaldo's arrival, or the trigger of the ambition for elite title challenge was Ronaldo arriving rather than starting. anything else. So it wasn't Ole that had them with ambitions of challenging for the league title. Because I, the know, season, I, they, I, I, they finished I just, second last season, but they were nowhere near. Right? Yeah, 73, what was it? 73, 74 points? That, like, yeah, something like that. that that's not runner-up and looking to win the title. That's distant second, isn't it? I, I, don't, I, do, I get your point. Like, Ronaldo definitely did help, but like, I, I, I think... I think... If, if, if United were in disarray like they were under Mourinho, is, 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 you know, is Ronaldo looking to come? They had already signed Varane. Um, yeah, and, and Sancho. Um, so like for me, that's like it, it, under his tenure, they've gone from wanting to just get top four to now wanting to challenge for the title. Right. And yeah, like yeah. That, that's that, I, I, I think you. It, the the reason I'm saying this is like, he doesn't seem to be a bad guy, and um, I I think like if, I think he, he, the best thing for him to do would be to resign before it gets too nasty before like people start calling for for the sack in the stadium like not to compare him to Wenger but like in that style of the way it got nasty at the end and like he he's um in terms of his whole career whole career with United he's been there a really long time as player and manager so I yeah I I just think that um it's, it's definitely time to go I actually think of the managers that are being talked about I actually have a feeling about that Dan would would suit. I feel like there's so many egos in the dress. I was going to say there's a similarity, isn't there, between the he's managed a couple of of the big players, and um, and then I think he's as he all, he's been, been a bit of an admirer of Pogba, and um, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I I can see that being. I can see them maybe preferring Zidane over Conte as well because they're seeing, the, the talk today was about they're, they're reserved about Conte they, they yeah they, they, they don't want the the, the 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 back chat that like they'll get from Conte the problems that Conte will cause in terms of like pointing out the issues with the board or something like that what, what I wanted to ask you, Fergal, because I had an exchange with a journalist on Twitter today. It was sort of like... I saw um, that. A yeah. good old Irish Miguel Delaney. That's right. And Miguel he, Delaney? He was, okay. Yeah, and he was sort of, you know, singing the praises of, of Conte. Like, I think Conte's a great manager. I think that Chelsea side played better football than they're probably credited first year. Um, and obviously he did well at Inter Milan, no doubting that. 
But the one thing I said is that I think he left them with poor signings. And he said that uh, Miguel Delaney said they weren't Conte signings. So I want to ask you, Fergal, like sort of as a Chelsea fan, you had him there. Like, what's your kind of overall reflection on the job he did and kind of the I wouldn't say left you in a bad I, state because I think you're always, you yeah. know, you have the financial prowess to be able to, to move players that. on and bring guys in. But kind of, he didn't leave you with some great players there, in my opinion. But he, the, the he strangest thing he done, I thought, it was in, uh, with his time at the club, was we played this 3 4 3, and then by the end of the season, it was worked out, and, and Arsenal uh, won the, the FA Cup game. Mm. And, um, and then going into the next season, sort of it's it's annoying how similar it is to Tuchel. There's this thing to go for uh, a three-five-two and have a flat three, and like that's what Bakayoko was brought in to do. And I never understand it, and it's it's frustrating me even now. It's actually crazy how similar it is, like in that way, and it's just so yeah. negative. And I just don't see the the thinking. It's like, oh, what, what, um. You know what? Wh- why? Why do you feel like you need to put in, in another midfielder? Because the up up front, it just feels so lackluster when you have a five at the back and only two up front. Um. Yeah. And and so that was the bit I. That's on Conte that decision, and I thought that that was a um a big issue just because it, it it wasn't that second season really wasn't great football uh, at all. Yeah, um, I remember the the Man City game. I just... I don't know the the story with the different transfers. Signings. I'd be, I'd be <laughs> yeah, but I I'd be I'd be surprised if Bakioko wasn't someone that was signed. That's what I thought. So the ones that were pointed out to me were Maratta and Drinkwater weren't. His, he did want Lukaku. He he wanted to sign Lukaku, which I do remember. But then he signed uh, Bakioko, as you said, for what thirty five million or whatever it was. He signed Zappacosta, admittedly, like you know, wasn't the most money, but you've only just got rid of him. Morata. Um, Costa was definitely like they got success with Alonso and they thought we'll get another yeah, one like that. Yeah, uh, similar price, similar sort of profile within Syria, basically the same position. And and um, and Zavacosta didn't work out. But saying that Zavacosta is now playing for Atalanta, so and he was never absolutely terrible. So I don't think he it was, in general it wasn't an absolute disaster of a, of a signing because they signed him cheap enough. Like he um. He signed Barkley as well, didn't he? Uh, Barkley, yeah, yes. but again, that's more. Of, that's definitely a Chelsea transfer. I don't mm. think like that because what it was it? It was cheap. It was cheap enough. Was it fifteen million we signed them for? Um, yeah, it wasn't a lot. They wanted rid of him. Um, and like depending on how that goes, we could end up getting. We could end up breaking even on that transfer with loan fees and stuff. I, I don't yeah. know what the details are. But, but yeah, at the end all of the in day... all, all in all, I don't. Like it, it, I would, it seems like more transfers were out of his control than them were yeah. in his control. Um, but the tactical decision in the second season didn't really make sense to me, and we ended up being really negative, and that ended up, um, yeah, fifth. being really poor. And yeah, fifth as well. Fifth. Um, but all in all, I guess Ole is gonna remain the manager, right? For him to finish the season respect respectfully. He needs to do one or two things. Either revert back to just don't press, just stay back. Because when you when you try to press, Liverpool pierced through uh, Man United in very regular build-up play kind of things. Like the uh, the first goal, I think, comes from Allison. Like it's just back to front. Allison, Van Dyke, Allison, 
Van Dyke again, and then it gets worked on the left hand side, and that domino press happens. You know, mm. um, Greenwood, and then Wan Bissaka, and then McGuire gets drifted over, then Lindelof gets drifted over, then Shaw, then then uh, you know, Navigate is free. Um, whereas Liverpool, so you want to do one of two things: just don't press at all, or learn how to defend before you apply it. When Liverpool, for example, defended against the press against Man United, they would often go. Uh, into a back five where Jota gets uh, like dra- like drags himself into a left wing back position while Robertson drifts inside as almost a third center back and that gives a gives a very solid kind of back five to Liverpool's shape when Man United build up so either just learn and imply or uh, like apply a defensive structure in training before you do it or just don't just don't press at all. Just stay back. But the thing is, I don't I don't know if he's gonna do that because he's just not a good coach. They, he's just not a there. good coach. They've been there and got the shirt with um, not pressing. And, and you think about last season. I think they had five nil nil draws against the top six. And if you think back to it, a lot of people were being critical of that the way they were approaching those games, even though they were sort of, you know, not doing badly, they weren't losing them, but the, the approach was perceived to be negative given some of the players they mm. had on the pitch. And I think if you add even more into them, they, they've now got Sancho, Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, you've got Cavani, Greenwood, Rashford, Martial, if you want to use him, like they've got players that can, can hurt teams in attack. But, but they don't have the person they don't have the to, structure. to press either because no. you have a front forward that just either isn't accustomed to the press or isn't trained to press or isn't set up to press. Some of them are lazy as well. I think that I Ronaldo, think honestly, they've got one of the laziest squads in the league for, for mine. Like they, I can't remember a game. Where I can't remember a game where they've penned an opposition in for, you know, not 90 minutes, but for long periods of the game and had yeah, wave after true. wave of attack. I, I can't, it's all in moments. And, and yeah, you know, whenever you start some Man United fans last season, even the start of this season, they'll sort of just say that you're you're negative or you're salty about it. But it, it's you know the chickens are coming home to roost now. Like they've been found out. They don't have a play style. They don't have a defensive structure to build from. They have got too many egos in the squad that he can't manage. He can't leave Ronaldo out. He left Ronaldo out can... once. The and one it thing was that needs to be mentioned there. I'm sorry because there is there is a substitution at halftime that that kind of if I was a Man United fan I'd be angry like that's probably the worst decision he's taken all game to substitute um, Greenwood who had a quite a good like a fine first half like he was he was all right um, offensively at least yeah, and puts in Paul Pogba terrible. who you know Paul Pogba's temperament isn't. The best, like we all know that, right? He's quite moody. I, don't, I, wouldn't, like I wouldn't. He's a bit moody, but like he's not like he's not like a catamo. You know what I mean? But you're I but I you're four nil down, be... and Paul Pogba is someone who gets. Yeah, and you need easily. a goal though, Ali. Like, well, you need a goal. You have Greenwood in. What's going to Paul Pogba offer? You know that, like tactically, that Greenwood didn't do in the like Greenwood was in terms of ball carrying. He was probably the brightest Man United player. Yeah, but then what does Paul Pogba do? And you know, like he knew the game is lost. By the way, so yeah. he probably it was probably a substitution to bring Paul Pogba into midfield and make it a four-three-three. I guess. So yeah, is he it said just to make up the numbers in the in the, in midfield. It was very confusing. It was very confusing. Mm. 
yeah, he said he said at full time that they they sort of asked him like when did it become damage limitation, and he said and he said four 0 So yeah, which I was think, the end know, of the first half. Yeah, I, um, yeah. I mean, that I think that's all there was to the Pogba thing. I think again, the Pogba is another problem. Like as has been shown by some of the games, he can't play him in central midfield because they're just wide open with him in there. And, you know, with bringing Ronaldo in, they can't fit him into the front three or front four, or whatever you want to call it. it you know, it's becoming a huge issue for him. Um, it, it, it's, it's meant to, like, Pogba. I don't know what, like, what role does Pogba want to have in the team? Does he want to be, like, the attacking midfielder that Bruno Fernandes is? Because he's never really shown that. But yet, um, you know, like, but yet he seems happy in centre mid. And it's like... You know, you have to, you have to, if you're in centre mid, you have to do, you have to put in more of a shift than, than he is doing, and he can do it. This is what the thing that winds me up most about Paul Pogba. You see him being so good, um, in every aspect, in different moments, in different games, and then he can just go missing, and he just blows so hot and cold, and to yeah. two very extremes. And today they don't, they don't have the structure to carry kind of a mercurial no. plays in moments player like him. They've got too many other players that are doing Instead, exactly definitely the same not thing. in centre mid anyway, yeah. No, they don't have the players. Not at all. Um we've talked a lot about Man United. I just quickly want to ask you, Ali, like, where does this leave Liverpool? It felt like they needed to win this game. Carragher said it before the game. I did agree with him. They've had two big games at home. Not been mm-hmm. poor in those games, but failed to win either of them. And when you've got a league where there are, by the looks of it, three teams that are out ahead of everyone else. You know where the title goes could be decided by the results in those games, and Liverpool, you know, are very good at Anfield, but failed to win either of those games. Felt like a big win. Where does this leave you, kind of going up for the rest of the season? Um, it's a it's a very interesting point that that Carragher makes because we we did really need to win that. In terms of winning the league, I'm I'm quite concerned about Afcon, and I did like see some news in twitter like, i don't know if that's true or not that afcon might be cancelled but it might it might not be true but if the yeah. african cup of nations is on we're losing mané we're losing salah a, yeah. a very high percentage of our goals we're losing nabi keita who we still don't know the injury status of but there was news today as well that he uh you know he celebrated at full time just fine it's not a big injury so hopefully that's the case, but where it leaves us during that January February period is um, makes me a little bit makes me question things a little bit. But this is this is such a big this is one of our biggest wins in history, right? It's our biggest win in in, in Old Trafford, certainly. Uh, and uh, to get that result against Man United makes you really believe that you can really go for the title. I think we will, but I'm. It just depends on January and February that um, that Afcon period. If we if we kind of go through that period just fine and not find ourselves really drifting away from from the lead, uh, which we are currently second still, but we just want to keep ourselves there and thereabouts in that January February. If we're there, if we're like second behind or uh, second by a point or whatever or two points, we win the title. Mm. I think, it, and that like Saul comes back, Mane comes back, Kita comes back, and if we um, carry the that form that we have right now, 
to the rest of the season, we win the title, providing everyone's fine and there's no big injuries or, or anything like that. Fingers crossed, touch wood, everything. Um, but yeah, I'm just worried about that Afghan period for a little bit. Yeah, I, I, to be honest, I think there's a few. I mean, obviously, with lesser expectation, we're the same. We lose four players for it. So, and a key yeah. part of the season as well. Um, Absolutely. The, the rumors I the rumors I saw was that they'd be going earlier because of um, like quarantine. I don't know if they're sort of working around that the Premier League, but it was sort of mm-hmm. so they might go off on the 26th instead of like sort of the start of January. Oh, so we're losing them from Boxing Day. I think that well, that was the, the rumors. There's nothing. I don't think there's anything confirmed yet from what I've seen. But yeah, we'll there's there's potential for that. Um, we'll see. Yeah. I'm, I'm not optimistic about it to be honest. Um, unless we yeah. uh, we do some January deals. Which I, I don't see us Something doing. Like, is there honest, anybody but... from Man City that's going to be affected by that? I don't think they have any. No. Oh, no. Morris, Morris. But I mean, just, I mean, yeah. you have Sterling yeah, still. Yeah, <laughs> one of their, you know, twenty-two players that they could pick from in attacking areas or whatever. The hell. It's just honestly, they could have ten players there and they'd still name. If Cancelo go up there, I'm sure he do. Yeah, just stick him up there. But yeah. one more thing, Harry. When you talk about how big this big, this win felt, I'll 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 list off. Some of the landmarks and achievements. Oh, Ella. You know, okay. that Liverpool team and Mo Salah in particular as well achieved for in that game. Where's the mute button? Where's, uh, <laughs> yeah, you can you can just mute me on Discord. Um <laughs> Liverpool have scored three goals in every away game this season. So we've yeah, scored that one. three against Norwich twice, Leeds, Brentford, Porto, Watford, Atletico Madrid, and Man United. This is the mm-hmm. biggest margin of victory at for Liverpool at Old Trafford since Man United were called Newton Heath. That was in uh, 1895. We won 7-1. Yeah. This is the biggest Man United defeat at home uh, since, well, 2012-6-1, but also the first 5-0 since 1955. 5-0 against Man City. Mo Salah scored his 105th, 106th, and 107th goals to overtake Didier Drogba as the highest African goal scorer in the Premier League. In history, Mo Salah is the first player for Liverpool to score in three consecutive Old Trafford appearances. Mo Salah has scored the first ever Man United, uh, the first ever hat trick at Old Trafford in the league since um, what's his name, uh, Dennis Bailey for QPR in 1992 in the final season before Premier League inauguration. Yeah, wasn't the Premier League? Yeah. Uh, and Mo Salah is the first ever Liverpool player to score in 10 consecutive Liverpool games in all competitions in history, not just Premier League, in the entire history of this club. And I think there's a big chance Mo Salah actually breaks Jamie Vardy's consecutive goal-scoring record. In How many is it in the league? 11. Uh, How many in the, the league? league? Seven yeah. so far. Yeah, I was going to say. So he's done seven in the league. So what, He's done seven got... so far. Who have you got next week? I don't even left. know who you've got next week. Oh, he's, got four, he's got five to beat Vardy. Uh, we yeah, have got him, Brighton yeah. uh, at home next. Uh, I don't feel good, man. So, uh, yeah, I, th- he, I think he will score. Um, well, considering he scored a hat-trick against Man United, bloody hell. He can sure, score yeah. against it's, anyone. You're lucky he doesn't be better than twice. <laughs> oh, man. He's been dropped, yeah, isn't he? So. he? Yeah, but he'll be back. He'll be back. He'll be back off the thrashing. At it, the was a rest. it was a rest. It was a rest. Yeah. Um, uh, but man, it, does it feel good to be an Egyptian Liverpool fan right now? Just, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's not a bad feeling, I'm sure. Fogel was losing the will to live during most of that. Uh, yes, speech I'll, I'll, there, so I'll leave it to you. I'll give him literally some positive. No, like Salah is 
Salah is like Premier League legend, isn't he? At this point, um, he's moving into that territory, yeah. I, oh, I don't think he's. I think he's there. Like, no, he is. Reti- if he legend. retired tomorrow, he wouldn't. He well. would be a Premier League legend. I mean, he was. He has. He has. He's the. Ha- he scored more goals than Didier Drogba. Yeah, Harry. that's what I mean. He scored like, more goals than Premier League anyone legend, ever. Overrated Premier League players of all time, just because he always that's used to score against Arsenal. Oh, and by the way, by the way, last week, well, last week because I wasn't here, you had the cheek. To, to 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 say some falsehood about me saying Mo Salah is overrated. What is this slander? What is this? I I don't remember doing anything of the sort. Um, you did. You did. Well, and it is on record. It's on Spotify. It's on the internet forever. Uh, I was only representing you. what you told me. Um, yeah, it's false. Fogel, that is false. You uh you battered some canaries this weekend. Um, talk to me a bit about that. Yeah. Yeah, the RSPCA were on to me. Um, yeah, the, it was it was that bad. Chelsea uh, also beat Norwich seven 0 Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. All oh, right, that. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I just turned a pet shop upside down. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But, um, no. Um, yeah. It, it was it was it was it was a great result. Um, Macy Mount scored a, a hat trick. Um, First three goals this season, isn't it? Yeah. Um, First three goals in about twenty games, isn't it? I definitely wasn't like keeping tabs on him or anything to force. Him yeah, to yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he's. Um, it was it was a good performance, but I'm taking it with a pinch of salt because because um, hmm. of Norwich. Norwich. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely. If it, yeah, and you know, there's no Irish players on the pitch, no Billy Gilmore, so it definitely a week. What was going on there? I have seen he's not been playing for them. Yeah, well, he's, he's apparently celebrating with the Chelsea boys as well, <laughs> um, bro. Well, he was apparently seen chatting to them and sort of congratulating them or something like that. So, um, no, but no, apparently the loan's going to be terminated in January. He's that not been playing. From good for him. Good so, for him. Yeah, yeah, only, only, only in the past couple of games, he he's been dropped. It's not too long. Um, it was like he was playing before the international break. I'm pretty sure. Um, but um, but yeah, like yeah, it's first for them not to be playing him. Um, obviously, well, Vegas can't be choosers. I mean, yeah. whoever they are picking it, it's not working, is it? Yeah. But it's yeah, mad. with, with like, Norwich, like it was, it was a great result. Good to see Callum Hudson. It was a day for like the academy. Great to see yeah. Hudson and Doy getting played in in his favorite position on the left hand side, and he looked great. And it goes. We spoke. I spoke about it previously about like Chelsea needing to make a decision on the on the sort of the four wingers: so Ziyech, Pulisic, uh, Hudson and Doy, and Werner. And um and you know which ones are gonna be kept around, probably room for two of them. Um at the moment I I'd be thinking Pulisic and, and Hudson and would be the two I'd be trying to make a main part of this a part of the team. Um and Hudson I think Pulisic can actually not be injured. But this I mean, is it. If if Pulisic can be injured then if Pulisic continues to be injured, as much as I like him and rate him, he's no good. And you, you would then I'd probably swap him for Werner. Um, mm. Amazingly, um, but um, but yeah, like Hudson Odoi is has been impressive in in the uh, left wing um, for the past few games, and um, uh, two goals. Is it right back tonight? I saw back back. Yeah, he was at right back, a right wing back. Um, which he, 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 he doesn't he doesn't really suit. 
and um, Tuchel's talking about that, talking about how he's been he's been uh, shown a bit more stick than Karen. He said sometimes these talented players get told they're good too often, sort of thing. And he was like, um, so yeah, he's he's openly like being like I've been I'm being tough on him. He was, um, but right. I saw before the Norwich game, he was like, "It does. Uh, I'm not really interested." In, or it's like, whatever he does, he has to do it more than just you know in this game. Yeah, he he was like, he, he bit in the in the interview, the quotes I saw, he's, he's Tuchel said like, "It's very simple for attacking players. You need to get goals and assists. So if he does that, you know, it's, it'll stay in the teams." No, yeah. and and I think it's it's completely fair enough. And um. And the other thing he admitted is that, like, we know that it's not right wing back isn't his favorite position, but unfortunately he might have to play that sometimes. But, but um, but I think I think he's slowly coming around to to maybe Hudson Odoi being the first choice left winger, and uh, in the system. Um, but yeah, it, 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 good result for Chelsea. Like seven 0 is is really impressive, even if it is against Norwich. Yeah. But, um, because uh, they just gave so much space on the edge of the box to just run riot. And um, oh, if you if you see like the uh, average positions for Norwich, it's uh, there's there's just holes everywhere. Like this, three centre backs are the left uh, centre back. I think it was Hanley. He was he's playing like in a left back kind of position. Like that, that his average position is really far. They played play so a back three, space. didn't they? They did. Yeah, I think. Yeah. And there's so much space between all three of them, and then there's yeah, it was, like it the, the two center mids are up. Like, what? Yeah. What are you doing? So, so yeah, I'll I'll a good performance, but attacking wise, I want to I want to see that again. I want to see us be you know creating loads of chances against yeah. against basically any other team in this division other than ours. Hmm. And, and and I'll and I'll think that we're we're looking. You pass next week. You've had a good oh, run. Maybe, of maybe, so. maybe the game after then. Yeah, I was <laughs> going to say you've had a couple of. Um, if you if you factor Malmo into that in midweek as well, I mean you've had you've had some decent fixtures to uh, to get to yeah. help yourself to some goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's um, been a few doubts, but you can only uh, beat yeah. what's in front of you. I mean, we can only like, beat, and we beat them really. We absolutely battered them. We, we, you know, we tore up the yeah. catch up, and yeah, and, seven um... seven is a great result against any. Basically yeah. anyone. So we're we're splitting yeah. feathers after that. We've beaten so well. Splitting feathers. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's can, impressive. Can we just relegate them. Norwich now? Can can they just forfeit every other game three 0 They might as Goes well. Goes back to what I said though, Ali, at the start of the season. Like they won't sack Daniel Farker, I don't think. George isn't here, but his kind of like one of his thoughts for this was should they, shouldn't they keep him? He thinks they should because he always gets them promoted. Which Well if you want to say do you have any ambition? Like, like, it doesn't you, look like, like what's the point of getting promoted you, if you're you, gonna get relegated. You say that, Ali. So, the, I, I I'll play devil's advocate. I I think like if you can get, if you can get a better manager, get a better manager because yeah, like, it goes it's, that it's, it's, Yeah, but at the same time, they're working within a budget. They're um and they they've clearly got a. I th- I think the model makes sense. They're not spending too much, so if they do go down. And they're not the, going to be a mess. The, they're they're not going to be a mess, and then they actually are able to bounce up quickly because yeah. they're not spending too much. They're also able to keep the good players that they have, and then sell them at a high price if people really want them. Like mm. so they sort of sell them for the price they want. Whereas if you went down and you were a financial disaster, you have to play sell players on the cheap. Definitely, yeah. And and so like you you get talk of Max Aaron's going to Bayern Munich for you know thirty to fifty million. 
um, and, and and stuff like that, which he I don't think he's getting linked to now. But that was the sort of talk, um, and so all this here, I, th- I think it's a good model. The manager position, I I think like yeah, if he, he's clearly like in within their philosophy, and but if you can get someone better, then you should. But is there a case that this side just isn't good enough, and it, it might take another go at? At going back down, retaining some of the players, and then going again. Um, well, the players are good enough to sell. I don't the think. I don't think they're a great side. I don't. I was going to say. I don't think they're a yeah. great side. If you look at it at the moment, if you take their points per game ratio, they are on track to be the worst Premier League team in history. Now, I know a couple of quick wins changes that. I am old enough to remember that Derby team that got eleven points. That is without doubt the worst set of players I've ever seen. That uh, it was horrendous yeah. Norwich aren't that bad right the yeah. Premier League might the, be, but they aren't that bad they shouldn't be on the, there is point. a difference like Derby got promoted knowing they're not good enough like they they got promoted on they were a pub side they were they were a mid-table championship side yeah and they got promoted basically on accident uh, in the playoff win and yeah I mean the championship team coming up against Premier League opposition Norwich are championship winners they dominate the championship every year like if yeah. you look at it they 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 always finish in the top two they never come out through the playoffs exactly you know if you, they finish what 10 points above brentford last season so clearly they're the upper echelon of the championship because they keep coming back up yeah yeah when they do come back up one of the things i didn't like daniel fox seems it's almost describe it he has this kind of expectation of what they're supposed to get from games so like he, he basically goes through and kind of predicts like wh- how many points they should be on after you know 10 games 15 yeah. games 20 but, and he was saying we should be on five points now we're on two and i was sort of like well that is a wow. stupid attitude it, you have to read about it ali he was sort of saying i expect us to be on five points at the moment and we're on two so they're on three points less than they should be but doesn't that kind of instill a defeatist mentality in the squad you go into games like chelsea i know they have played chelsea man city and arsenal away like realistically you don't expect to get anything from those games but you you don't just you might as well forfeit if if you don't expect to. And but you team teams have got scored results, three yeah. against Liverpool. Of Brentford course you can. Three against Liverpool, right? Why it why can, shouldn't it you? It can happen. It can it can the, happen. The only th- the only thing about, I think the main thing that's holding Norwich back is is that they they haven't got any goals in the side. Like like sure the the defense is really bad against. Yeah, Chelsea. the two strikers were dreadful. But they they're really they, like. In other games, they were solid against against um, Brighton and were able to get a point there. They, mm-hmm. they, they don't have the the strikers up front. I after what I watching Ida for Ireland, I'm surprised he's not getting more game time. Not because he's a great goal scorer, but I feel like if if you're playing a three and you played two up top, I feel like Ida would be able to bring Pookie into it. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I haven't been overly impressed with Josh. Josh Sargent. No, not at all. Um, no, that's funny. I, I, I just feel either would be able to, yeah, just hold up the ball well and, and bring Pookie, the main scorer Pookie into play a bit better. Um, and then they're, they're missing Cantwell at the moment, which, you know, but you've but he's got fit. like. He's fit. He tweeted something he? out. Yeah, he, he said that he wasn't injured. I think that he was out of the side for personal reasons kind of earlier in the season, okay. I think. But he's not injured. So it's a strange one as to why he's not. I mean, I agree. Like, he should be playing. It's a shame. Um, I really like... Uh, I really like... I appreciate you posting on social media saying he wasn't injured. So it's a strange one, that. Um, 
Yeah, I think yeah. Look, Norwich are down. We we know yeah, that. I think everyone knew that going into the season they'd be relegated by April, kind of as they usually are. I didn't. Um, I thought they they kind of do. I don't. I don't remember my predictions exactly. I might have put definitely... one at the bottom, but I definitely had them in the relegation zone. Like, the... yeah. <laughs> the, it, yeah, it, it is the typical though. Like, like you're seeing it a lot more now. Like these championship sides coming up with with a with a clear philosophy, and I think it's a, like a distinct you change to. to to previous ones. I think the sort of trendsetters were like Brennan Rogers, Swansea, and um, uh, the Southampton team that done really well. And I think every team now that's coming up has a clear philosophy, um, ha- is is doing things a different way, and also trying to be more attacking, um, and ch- sort of trying to trying to skip the the um relegation battle and almost trying to s- skip straight into like a mid table team, um, as soon as they come up. You see that with Leeds. I feel like Brentford have that. Even Sheffield of... United done it. I mean, Sheffield they were championship well. players, but they finished, what, 7th or 8th? Yeah, yeah. I know they got relegated yeah. the following season, but you they can a, do They had a clear idea, and yeah. I, yeah, I don't think you can stay in the Premier League. So as much as like I'm saying, like, you know, an archer are clearly going to get relegated at the same time, I think that they should be given credit for just running a football club well uh and and sensibly and uh and you know w- w- without any financial risk because we're, we're you know mm. everyone's given off about newcastle so like the opposite that's the opposite of what of what Norwich yeah if we're critical I, I get that i get that if we're critical of newcastle it's kind of difficult to be critical of norwich in the same breath yeah i think just that they're, they're being they're, they're, they're trying to manage a, a, t- a club uh, within their within their budget I'd be really interested to speak to you know Norwich fans if there are any out there because I, I well, obviously there are some out there yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'd be interested to speak to them because they're at. it's easy for us to sit here and say they should have more ambition or for you to say they're running the club well ultimately we don't have any vested interest in how they do like we're just looking at it from a purely distant yeah. point of view and assessing them kind of bluntly so mm-hmm. it'd be interesting to see. Um, Norwich haven't changed, to be honest, if, if we're being blunt about it. They haven't changed in a few years. One one other thing that hasn't changed is Tottenham getting battered everywhere they go. And they lost oh, yet again. What a transition. Oh, what I, a transition. Oh, oh, it's just it's just glorious that they're Love that from just you. getting battered everywhere they go. It's, it's just fantastic. And yet again, re- I mean, I was baffled by Nuno after the game saying he thought he, they played well. They didn't have a shot in the second half. I mean... How can you say you've played well and not have a shot in the second half when it was nil nil at half time? It, it just baffles me with Tottenham. Um, amazingly, they find themselves in the top six at the moment, which kind of tells you about some of the struggles of the other teams. Well, it tells um, you it's still pretty early in the season. But we're it nine does. Game weeks yeah. in, you can it's really I mean, the, kind of They've won five and yeah. lost four, and they're still in the top six. That tells well, what, you there's a lot of teams. One point between one point between uh, Arsenal in tenth and uh, Brighton in Brighton fifth. In fifth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's wow. yeah, early days, early days. It's very early days. And look, you put together a few wins, you're going to climb the table. I think it was Spurs. Like, I'm just not seeing anything change with the makeup of their team, with the way they're looking to play. I think that, you know, maybe if Son scores that chance in the first half and they take a 1-0 lead, they might win the mm-hmm. game 1-0. But the problem is with that kind of philosophy and that way of playing, you're always living on the moments. If you take your moments, you'll win. If the other team take their moments, they'll win. And, and I've seen that. I've seen that with Arsenal. Um, where we've tried to win games by a goal, it's not a sustainable way of playing over a 38-game yeah. season. You know, always games d- decided by fine margins. And, you know, to not have a shot after half-time, 
as much as West Ham, look, West Ham are a good team. They have two good centre-backs and two good centre-midfielders. So it's very difficult to penetrate them in central areas. They force you out wide, they clog the middle, and they make it difficult. And it's a typical David Moyes team. There's, there's, there's nothing easy about playing West Ham. It's very really interesting. Just, Tottenham had 62% possession. They had a lot of the ball. Nothing with his second half. It, I mean, they, when was the goal? The 70th minute, I think, from, yeah. from Antonio, 75. Didn't do anything after that. They, they did absolutely nothing. Didn't have a shot. And it's just, look, Kane is nowhere near at the moment. I think we all acknowledge and know that. Mm-hmm. But nobody else is offering anything apart from Son. He, he's sort of offered in glimpses. But everyone else, the, there's just not a lot. Look, I'm biased, obviously, right? But mm-hmm. I, honestly, I'd love to know from Spurs fans, is there anything at the moment to be enthused about? Because even in midweek, they lose their, their second string team's losing to Vitesse. In the Conference League, right? So no, that no Conference one... League is baffling. We'll we'll talk about that a little bit more later on. Uh, wow! But, but there's no one banging on the door to play, right? So so the yeah. first eleven isn't great, and the fucking second eleven is you see they're even worse, right? That there's nobody demanding selection in there at the moment, and so I, I just look at them and it, it it kind of when you look at them and 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 West Ham are a good team to compare them to at the moment because West Ham, what you see is individually they probably mm-hmm. don't have as many good players as Tottenham that might be debatable but Tottenham should have more firepower but what you see is 11 players totally buying into and actually enjoying playing under the manager whereas at Tottenham the best player doesn't even want to play for them right mm-hmm. and it's and it's so obvious when you watch them that they're not buying into what the manager's getting them to do which isn't apparent anyway but they just thought that I, I don't I don't see many ways for them to win games the way they're setting up and, and, and approaching them. It is really difficult for me at the moment. And don't get me wrong, it's not difficult because I love seeing them lose, but it's yep. difficult for me to see them winning any games, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I could. That's my that. rant on Tottenham. Uh, yeah, that's your rant on Tottenham. That's your weekly. West Ham, Tom on the other hand, are very good. And West Ham, they kind of spread into a wider discussion of. We, we talked about Man United earlier. Kind of the longer they persist with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. I think potentially it opens up that fourth place position, which I think a lot of people at the start of the season assumed was locked off. I don't think that's the case at this point in time, at least not till they move them on. So West Ham at the moment, you know, looking the most likely to exploit that. I I don't know. West Ham, Brighton. I don't think Brighton. I don't think Brighton. I know know you might want me to say this. Uh, Don't do it. I think Arsenal. Don't do it. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought we were going to get through this episode. Just, you know, we'll fly under the radar. Nice little Friday night football win. Everyone's forgotten about us. It's great. We've got our win, and then we can just sit back, watch everyone else. No one will even remember my Monday. It's great. I don't <laughs> want us getting lavished with praise. I don't want it at all. I, I think, look, I think every team in this discussion is like there's holes in the squad that are not quite convincing. It's close um, between a lot of them as well. Like the table is really close. That. Yeah, and um, so yeah, I I th- I think the like and you've you've even got Aston Villa who done well last season now in thirteenth, um, and you know uh, like building a squad, uh, their squad again or building their first team again to, to find out what suits best, mm-hmm. um, and um, and you know you've got like Rafinha's at, at Everton and Leicester who who you know just aren't what what they were last season. 
But like all of it could be any one of them. And then you've got like the likes of West Ham and Brighton, who like on paper are weaker. I still think the quality of United would get them over the line, even with Solskjaer. Um, just because I think with the, the holes in the squad that the the other teams just wouldn't be able to catch up. But out of all of them, I, I, I liked Ar- Arsenal from the start of the season. And I haven't been as convinced with Leicester, though they are starting to pick up a couple of results now. Um, so I, but I, I, yeah, I. But well, they're playing maybe. each other this weekend as well, so I think that's maybe kind of the, a... well, maybe this, this is the this is the decider who's gonna. Yeah, I don't like who's it, gonna though. challenge United for top four. Yeah, Derby. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the way it's looking, it'll be tight. Like as I said, you could throw a blanket over a lot of those teams, and look, yeah. Man United are probably the one that could string a run together and, and step out of that pack because they've got enough individual quality to do so. I was, I still consider United favourites just on, uh, they, And on, they should be. They, they 100% quality should quality, be. Yeah, like, the fact is, what they've spent on that squad demands minimum top four. Minimum. So anything other than that is a complete catastrophe. Um, one of the other contenders, Everton, got an absolute battering this weekend, mind you, by Watford. I mean, where did that result come from? Well, I'd say they're in the league. You'd probably throw them in that group of, you know, that cluster behind, sort of from yeah. from look fifth Harry. down to tenth. I, don't, look, I think they'll finish tenth as usual, but exactly, they are. <laughs> they whatever they do, whoever they choose to manage, whatever field team they field in, whatever their transfer strategy is, they'll always be between eighth and tenth. Always, they'll never they're finish higher. They'll they'll never finish lower. It's just eighth. Between eighth and tenth, that's always what's going to happen. Like, even if they challenge for relegation, they will find them tenth at the end of the season. It's it's bizarre. Um, it's completely bizarre. The with that Watford kind of run of goals towards the end of that game, I'm I'm wondering if obviously horrendous defending from Everton. Uh, terrible. Mm. Like the the amount of space is just at any level is uh, is completely baffling, right? On the eye desk. But, Man United esque, yeah, exactly. But it's it, except it's against Watford. <laughs> but it, I'm just wondering if if that's United are like that was something that doesn't completely baffle you in terms of just not having a defensive structure because it's something that's been discussed for weeks. But with Everton, that it was very late and it was very back to back to back that I'm just wondering if if it's just a freak incident. Like I didn't watch the game. I, I, I the highlights yeah. look weird, so I don't know I what your thoughts of that would be. I have I haven't watched. I don't know if I've actually seen one Everton game yet this season. But just going off the scoreline, so I've actually been surprised how few nil or how few clean sheets they've got, considering Rafa Benitez is the man. Mm. And also, I consider their defense to be one of the stronger aspects. Like solid, they've got solid midfielders, good center backs, and, and, and good uh, full backs. Uh, yeah. And then England's number one at Nets. Uh, get the rave on. But um, <laughs> uh, they, um, you know, it, I, with all that, that in mind, I'm just surprised how how few clean sheets they've, they've gotten from, from off the top of my head. I, I don't think oh, they, they, they did get a clean sheet. You know who they got a clean sheet against? Norwich. Yep. Yeah. Okay, who to guess? So, so that, 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 yeah, there you go. Cheers. Oh, they got a clean sheet against Brighton too in game week three. A couple of yeah, games in nine well. games. 
but yeah, but to like to let in five against against Watford and and then look so um so poor defensively, I think yeah, it's just surprising from Rafa Benitez's team, but it may be a bit a bit more time and and they'll, they'll be looking solid again. Yeah, maybe. <sighs> But they are if, and they will continue to be so. <laughs> I th- I, yeah, I think they'll level. They'll level off around eighth, ninth, tenth, somewhere between yeah. that. The squad isn't actually that good. If we're being honest, like I know Townsend and Andre, uh, Andre Damari, Damari. Great. I've done well, but like they're not top six caliber players. If we're being blunt no. about it, you know. Yeah, I guess, I think there's the, the factor of decent players on a hot streak. I think you know, but like Stephen Naismith. Yeah. Oh, I loved Stephen Naismith. I thought he was a really good he player. Scored two hat tricks against Chelsea. I think. I don't yeah. Know hey. yeah. Um, the yeah. um, there there are a few aspects to kind of why Everton aren't bringing in any good players anymore. It's like the financial fair play, obviously, but then they yeah, have the stadium been... going on. Yeah. So I think the the their transfer strategy this season was really sensible, honestly, um, and. Uh, you know, Demar Gray, Demar Gray is their best performer this season, and Townsend has been one of the best. But yeah, they they'll just probably, as you said, just level off for some time. Actually, not just this season, but until they move into the new stadium and settle in there as well. That's that's the way I see it. Mm. Yeah, I. I, mean, I think Raf is a bad manager, but I think he's just kind of a middling manager at this point. He wasn't. I know he didn't. He wasn't greatly supported at Newcastle be like they played pretty awful football and I think with Everton he'll he'll get them well organized I think that's sort of will, will come over time but they're not going to go pulling up any trees for mine if, if, if I'm being yeah, honest either, about it um they'll they kind not. of finish where where we expect I think um let's sort of talk about some of the European action this weekend uh oh, there was a lot of it there was <laughs> there's a few big derbies starting with the classico which i didn't actually happen to catch any of the only thing i did see was kuman getting hounded out the ground in his car which was uh yeah what an Not... absolute disgrace yeah he's a bro I... he's this is a sport it's just a sport he's and also he... a legend of the club as a and player he's... as well yeah, exactly that too. Yes, he's not. He's not a that, great actually, manager. Yeah. We we know that. Like he's he's not. No, he's the not. Best, any money, the best place to manage him. Barcelona, and if they had any money, but the really like to sack him, it would cost them twelve million euros. So that's why they're not sacking yeah. him. But come on, what come are you? On. What are you? <laughs> come, come, yeah. Terrible. I get what you mean. But like, terrible. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> was bad. Uh, yep, you step aside. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was very it, it was very harrowing to to watch. To be honest, I I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. What Barca? why would you do that? Like, why oh, would yeah. why would Sorry, the, fans the fans just I it's about uh, yeah game. just attack? <laughs> why would the fans just, no no not the game? Why would the fans well, just it, attack it, it, the fans? in dangerous safety, you know. I, I think it, it makes sense with, with Barca and Real Madrid fans. I think they're, they're probably the most entitled fans in in world football. Like yeah. the, the 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 players that they blew, boo and jeer is like, like Ronaldo got booed there. Like no, I, Gareth Bale so got booed I, every game. Yeah, so the, like it do, it doesn't really surprise me that like when they're doing so bad as they are, not even that they're doing. I don't think they're doing awful, are they? Like it's a classical, but they've lost classicals before. And it was only two one, so I don't know. Like it's 
it's just, out of the it, it's tef- typical Barcelona Real Madrid fans. Like they just don't. And seem the to. problem is Barcelona didn't even play that bad. I watched the first half; they weren't that bad. They weren't that bad and had chances. And Sergio Dest missed an absolute sitter from six yards. Mm. If that goes in, the story changes. At least you have a goal. <laughs> Um, but then, considering how the rest of the game went, and the fact that Real Madrid only scored two, like they, this was a pretty balanced game between two teams who are completely different. Yeah, places. I saw the XGs were like virtually the same. Yeah, like one point seven each. I think it was. I think Barca like they just have to tether the expectations. They're going to go into the Europa League more than likely, oh, yeah. which they'll probably hit the roof about. But if you actually look at the squad, I mean it. I know they've got some diamonds in there, don't get me wrong, they've got some very good young players. Um, and, and the manager isn't great. Like, he's very, very... He wasn't good enough for Everton, so he certainly shouldn't be... Man- he has no business managing Barcelona. Um, they're in yeah, transition, if, I'm afraid. Like, they've, they've if, just if, got to if accept Barcelona, it. Yeah, if Barcelona accept where they were, like, look, it's, it's definitely, like, I think even for where it's they humbling, are... humbling, don't get me wrong. Going into Europa mm-hmm. League is disappointing. But all, if you look at it in a, in a positive way, like... Something like Europa League run for like a, a team in transition with lots of young players coming through. That's actually, it's a great experience if they could go, get to the latter stages of that and and, um, and and potentially win it. That would be great experience for a lot of the younger players. Um, and like, mm. you, you know, like that, that Ajax team that got beat, got beat by United, that, that team went on to do a lot. Yeah, well. it got to and, a semi-final a couple of years later, Champions League. Yeah, so like, it, it, it could set the foundation of of a great team, and, and like I, I, I just don't have much sympathy for them. I don't. Like they'll, they'll, I, I, um, they'll end up being okay. There's the get back. I don't have any sympathy for them. They were sport the rotten yeah. by Messi for 15 years. They won multiple Champions Leagues. They got like so many partisan refereeing decisions in their favour year on year on year. I've got no sympathy for Barcelona at all. As you said, they're the most entitled fans. Like. I'm not saying they deserve this necessarily, but you know, I, you have to I'm not shedding rough, any rough tears. Move, like, yeah, yeah, like that's football. I'm afraid Arsenal had all their bloody success before I was old enough to enjoy it. I have all people understand. I've never seen them win a bloody major trophy. So, and it could be a lot worse. I could support a team that never wins anything. So, just a bit of context for uh, Barca fans, I think. And he certainly shouldn't be getting attacked in this car. Jesus, I mean, that, that is too far. Um. Tabs on Tammy. Anything to add this week, Fergal? No, not not much happened to be honest. Uh, oh, not not at all. Not at all. No, no, no. Uh, Tabs on Mourinho. Yeah, no, uh, no, yeah. Roma, Roma obviously, they lost six one to a team with that can't make up a slash in their name. They're called yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, saw, I, saw, I saw I saw someone say, uh, "What what when is this replay going to happen?" <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's good. That's very good. Yeah, I don't. I can't even remember how you pronounce the name of the team, but it was um, Bodo something. Yeah, Bodo, yeah, uh, Bodo. Glimt. There you go. Yeah. Glimt. Sorry to any Bodo Glimt fans that might be listening. Um, yeah. yeah. Shout out. Shout out. <laughs> yeah, love to have you on. Um, and um, and yeah, like. Shock. Thankfully, Tommy, Tommy didn't start in Napoli. Dick no, I, I, do you know what Mourinho said? He said a very similar thing last year when he was managing Spurs and he played like the second team in the Europa League and they lost, I think, to like Antwerp. I think it was. They lost 1 0. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And he, and he said, remember, that. like, literally, if you compare the two post match interviews, he said virtually the same thing, which was like, yeah, these players pretty much showed me why they're not playing at the weekend. 
It was like he, he, he was like the players uh, aren't good enough, basically. Which is a yeah. He said like, uh, Bodo started with a with an eleven better than ours. Better than ours, yeah. yeah. Like uh, it's the classic Mourinho uh, last few years deflection tactic away from himself. Got a it's just some lie, against, isn't against, it? Uh, at the weekend though, nil nil against a Napoli side that's in great form. So um, maybe he's got maybe he's right. Maybe the first eleven is a lot better than the than the Europe. Who'd have guessed that? Who'd have thunk it? Uh, uh, Mario yeah, got sent yeah. off in that game, didn't he? Yeah, he got red carded. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Good week for him. Um, good week, yeah. Very good. Good week for William Sleeper as well. I saw he back to back clean sheets, pocketed him oh, yeah. in the uh, Marseille PSG game. I saw that last ditch tackle he made. I mean, like, he can make them for Marseille all he wants, but if we if we bring him back to Arsenal, I can't say my heart won't be in my mouth if he launches into a few more of those. <laughs> Um, PSG, I don't know how much you guys have seen of them this year. Whenever I watch them, they seem to be very dysfunctional. And I know it was something that, yes. obviously, it's not an issue that's unique to Pochettino in failing to get the best out of these players. Obviously, Emery didn't, and we kind of know why. But then Tuchel didn't really. I get them to a Champions League final, but he, he, there were some quotes come out from him, I think, on Friday, where he was sort of talking about how, when he was uh, PSG manager, he felt like, uh, like the prime minister, where he basically felt like he had to manage not just the players, but the players' family and their entourage, all the people around them, yeah, and make sure kind of they were on side. And I think you're kind of seeing it with Pochettino that he's obviously a good coach. He proved that at Tottenham, but they don't look cohesive. They don't look potent at a lot of times. I know they've got very good players. They don't look like they can sort of progress the ball into those areas enough. I know they're well clear in the French league, which is kind of a given. You expect them to win that, but like they're, they're similar to Man United in the sense they've got some very good players but they just don't look a cohesive outfit in the slightest and, and I think this one particularly is kind of driven by egos I think ultimately he, he like it's very difficult to control that dressing room as kind of multiple managers have found out yeah I, I, I think it's completely understandable I, I don't know there's a manager in world football that can that can manage Neymar Messi uh, and Mbappe, Mbappe Ramos, leave as well. Um, uh, and so yeah, I I don't. I think it's understandable. I think I also think I don't know how you make them all fit. Like that that front three just isn't going to put in a shift. No, it's been me. thrown together because they're three like great players. Obviously, three yeah. big names. It's not been a t- assembled with any tactical template in mind. You know, it's kind of like here are three world cast players. Win us the Champions League. And if you don't win us the Champions League, we're going to sack you. Like quite PSG literally. ownership is just playing FIFA. Yeah. They, it's just saying, uh, it's just unlimited money cash. And, yeah. Yep. Just go and buy whoever experiment. you want. Take a Ramos and a Hakimi. Take a Donnarumma and a Messi and take whoever you want. But win us the Champions League. Yeah. And if he doesn't do that, he'll get sacked, quite frankly. Um, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think, I like, and it's something that I said. Uh, like time and time again, the manager is the one that has to buy the players. Every like every transfer decision has to be at least run by the manager and mm. director of football, so that they can sign players that fit the strategy, short term and long term. Mm-hmm. Um, but this collection of and we all like were pretty you know taken aback by the quality of those free signings, but at the same time, you know what are What's the what's the tactical purpose? It's just not there, and what's carrying them in the league is definitely just individual quality. And and it also just the chasm between them and the rest being so huge. It also doesn't match up with 
Pochettino style of play at all either. Not at all. No, but not that's like... not why they've brought him there. They've brought no. him there because he's a good coach with a good reputation. Yeah. They've not brought him there because his his style of play and the way he likes to ultimately win games fits with the players they've got. There's no sort of thinking along those lines at PSG. They're just going to throw money, players, managers at it until they crack Europe. That's essentially what they're going to do. Uh, they're and not going to crack find, Europe. Well, they, they might not, but I find it quite sad that they'll just spend like gargantuan amounts of money on whatever yeah. until they win. And it's kind of an inevitability. There's inevitability about it, unfortunately. Um, they're, they're, they're chucking enough money at the best Right, their football at some point that'll fix it. For yeah, them, they're, they're... and then and then, and then like you they'll know, actually might, do things. Might be the next couple of years, but it could be. Yeah, it will be inevitable. Like they'll, mm. they'll, they'll finally realize what they need to do. Mm. It's a depressing Who thought. Knows? We've got it all coming with Newcastle as well. As you just wait. Uh... Um. Right before we finish, fantasy. Ali's already got a smile on his face. Yeah, he knows what's coming. Uh, yes. Bo, can you give us an update on last weekend? Um, yeah, so <laughs> or not, because I, I was... don't want to hear it. Well, I, you know what? I, you, you, the the captain didn't even I, play, did he? Point. What you, what you didn't even play? I'll just remember. <laughs> <What? laughs> I'm what? just remembered. I thought I, I had it. Bad. I, I picked Rodiger, that's what I picked. I, got I thought I had it bad. Ah, uh, so I picked Lukaku and um. And he didn't. He got injured and didn't. Play. And unlike Which, in fantasy football, I, I, I you can't just like, take him out. I kind of like that we pick it at the start of the week, though. Um, and um, and you know, yeah. So I, I'm actually, I, I'm happy enough with um, with like the way the way it, it, that you could pick a player that's in going to be in great form, and then they just get injured. It, get injured. It adds a, a jeopardy to it. So yeah, yeah. I I picked Lukaku. You got zero points. Uh, Harry, you picked Edward. And he's got two points. Yeah. Uh, George picked Gray, and he got five points. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, and so that, so that 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 was all for the for the fantasy. Uh, yeah, no, that was all right. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I that, definitely didn't pick Salah. Ali picked. You Salah here, mate. And got a huge twenty-four points. So the league table as it stands is I'm a rock bottom of my own bloody game. <laughs> six points who did we oh. hold on Ali didn't pick Salah who did we actually pick for I can't even remember who we picked for him last I picked week. Salah I no picked we picked Salah. we picked someone else I can't even, I, I've butchered I've butchered this I can't even remember who we picked for you yeah. <laughs> it wasn't Salah <laughs> I picked Salah you asked me on discord who's your pick because I wasn't on the episode and I picked Salah oh it's still, I can't even remember who it was you can have Salah you can have him um, that's my pick what do you mean you can have him how many points does he him? have 24. 24. 24. We'll give you half, Ali. Is that okay? <laughs> no. You catch up. So, uh. George George is ahead of me in third place on nine points. Or, sorry, Harry's ahead of me on eight points in third place. George won ahead on nine. Had he got more points in one week? Like, by three times as well. <laughs> what's, my, what's my total? I'm actually quite interested in that. So, your total, after already being ahead, I would like to say that you can't pick Salah again, but you can you could pick him once in theory, but you know, um <laughs> uh, with um as one of the wild card picks you can pick a player twice, one pick player twice again. in the whole right. season. 
So right. we could do that. But, you know, it's, it, you know, yeah, you could only pick Ooh. them one more time. I had actually forgotten uh, that rule. Otto could be, you know, you've, you, you probably won't, Sada probably won't get more points in a single game week again this season. It's, it, it's, it, there are, it, it's, um, there's a good I chance. I believe he can, he personally. But you, you, he, he, no, yeah, he definitely could, but it's, you had a good chance of picking the best, um, uh, the best week to for him. Uh, so yeah, that's 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 that for this week. Um. Uh. So next week, Harry, who are you gonna go for? Yeah, I've had a long, hard think about it. Uh, of about ten seconds, I've looked at the fixtures, <laughs> and I've decided I've just got a gut feeling about Bruno Fernandes. Bruno Fernandes saves all his job with a couple of penalties at White Hart Lane. Okay, mm, interesting. Ali, are you going to use your wild card and go Salah two weeks on the trot, or or have you got something else in mind? This is a difficult decision. This is a difficult decision. Um, I had someone else in mind. Wild card. Oh, wow. He's on. He's on a run. He's on a run. And I and I did say I think Salah has a strong chance of breaking Vardy's record. Yeah, he'd be an idiot not to pick him if you do believe that. Wild card. Oh, Salah, wild card. Wow. So, fair enough. Fair enough. I'm, I haven't actually decided yet. Let me see. Um, really quickly, I'll go for, I'll go for a Chelsea player. Mount scored a hat-trick this weekend. I'll go Mount again, up against Newcastle. Oh, I, wild card I, already I, again. No, no. Mount, he hasn't I, used Mount. Okay, I haven't, I haven't, surprisingly, I haven't used Mount. Yet. Right, right, right. Yeah. So I'm gonna go for Mount this week. Just as long as he's not on penalties. I'm just trying to think. Yeah, he, I tell you what, he's he needs to missed another one penalty. tonight. He missed another one, and it wasn't a, even the penalty. Even the one he scored was a shit. Wasn't one. good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, and um, and then yeah, um. So uh, and here's George to to tell us what who he's picked. For my fantasy pick this week, I'm going to go with Harry Kane. Might sound like a bit of an odd one for some people, considering his well dire start to the season and, and blanking against West Ham last uh, last weekend, looking fairly disinterested, if I'm honest. But um, there's no better team to come up against right now than, than Man United, and I really believe he'll be the final nail in Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's coffin. So, yeah, Harry Kane, he's got a point to prove with January window coming up. He'll want to start banging goals if he if he really wants that move away from Tottenham. Um, and so there's no better place to go than, than Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's Man United for that at the moment. So, yeah, that's, that's my pick for this weekend. So that's all for this week with our fantasy picks. Yeah, I'm feeling confident with mine. Ali looks confident about Salah. I mean, I'm not surprised, to be fair. Oh, he's definitely. Uh, been in some good form. Um, we'll see though hopefully there's I think uh, the seagulls could stop I just I have something I have a feeling he might get stopped Um, anyway we'll be back next week I'm sure to relive uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer saving his job yet again condemning Tottenham to another battering wherever they go it's Uh, a horrible little game for you that that's the two teams you kind of it's great what's horrible about it mate I win either way either Tottenham lose lose. or Man United lose or they both draw they both lose You know, if Oli either saves his job, or actually, to be fair, if Oli gets sacked, I'm not going to be that happy. But Man United losing is never a bad thing. So, yeah, I'm totally at peace with it, Ali, if I'm honest, mate. Um, yeah, can't bloody wait for it. So, thank All you right. for tuning in. 
thank you guys and we'll see you on the next one cheers